We open on a shot of a lonely planet adrift in space. A solitary stony marble awash in breathtaking hues of blue and green. All you solar system heads out there should recognize right away that we're looking at our old friend Gaia, popularly known as the planet Earth. We begin to zoom in rapidly through a successive series of satellite images, showing at first an entire continent, then a biosphere, then an area of land uh, smaller than that, before zooming down onto an image of a sleepy Pacific Northwest town nestled against a vast pine forest. We can see now the outline of what appears to be a rogue tendril of forest that has torn its way directly through the center of this town, known to the residents of Chillhaven as the Scar. The last remaining evidence of the widespread biotemporal folding that occurred in the wake of the wreck of the Prospect Quandary. It is into the heart of this vegetal rift that we now descend, as we see that what appeared at first to be little ants in a model forest for dumb babies are in fact our protagonists in a real forest, carefully tracking their way through this desolate winter wilderness. And what else is that we see sneaking its way mischievously into frame? It's our opening title. Dangerous Times at Chillhaven High, colon, the Cybersquatch Imperative. Starring James Kettler as Zeke Lynn, Bess Lawson as Penny White, Megan Stressman as Angela Atticus Jr., and Philip Stressman as the Game Master. We see Zeke with two hands on the grip of his sound cannon, not extended, still in handheld mode, just uh, essentially also darting his eyes around, but his whole body's going with him every time he look. Just spinning in circles, keeping his eyes peeled at every corner, listening to every branch snap and leaf crumple, even the ones he's making as a potential predator ready to leap out and eat us. Ah! Zeke, don't touch anything. Ah! <laughs> I didn't! Remember what happened last time? Yes, that's why I'm on edge. I am I am armed and ready to not let anything touch me either. Well, last time you touched something, so just don't touch anything. Okay, last time there was also, I touched something because of a hell pig attack, and, I, and Lord knows if that'll happen again. It could. Yeah, so I, okay, so you understand why I'm on edge. I guess so. Ah. Such a weenie. I wish I had a help pig. We hear Heck Gently say, uh, who is trudging heroically through the forest directly behind Penny and Zeke. No, hell, hell pig. Like from oh. hell. And a few paces back behind Heck and the rest of the gang, we see our two resident monsters, the towering form of Cyber Squatch and his new friend, the antlered green humanoid, Angela Atticus Jr. I'm a monster? A little bit. Cry- cryptid might be the more... PC word for it. Yeah. <laughs> Monster seems very Monster implies something so negative. <laughs> Cryptid, it's just like, ooh, mysterious. Yeah, that's a better word. Angela, you feel the weight of a humongous robotic hand placed on your shoulder, and you hear the as hushed as the Cybersquatch is able to get, 
uh, the hushed tones of the Cyber Squatch say, um, Angela, hold up. Okay. I wish to speak with you privately. All right, yeah, let's just hang back a little bit. Angela, as you know, I spent a very long time imprisoned in the depths of Indigo Corporation Labs. Mm-hmm. Much of that time has been lost to me, but many things from my time there remain very clear to me. As you know, I was not the only experiment present deep within the basement walls of Indigo Labs. Well, yeah, Swamp Cabbage Man, right? Fucking Swamp Cabbage Man. <laughs> But there was another. One held even deeper than I and that bootlicking cabbage dick. In the lowest chambers of the subterranean expanse of Indigo Labs. Meredith and Langley spoke of this being only in hushed whispers, and their voices were full of fear. More fear even than human voices always are filled with. <laughs> well, what, what's there? There was one occasion, a previous escape attempt that went less well than the one on which I actually escaped on. I was able to break out of my cell, but I got a little bit turned around in there and ended up heading way down low. It was on this instance that I was able to lay eyes on the being that so horrified its captors. What was it? Held upon layers of layers of hyper-bulletproof glass, super steel, and other technological stuff. <laughs> his arms and legs held in manacles, and his mind kept constantly asleep for the prospect of him waking with too great of a security risk to bear. The face I looked upon on that day I had not seen again since. Until now, Angela, the figure I saw in that cell is that boy who walks in front of us. And he points a Sasquatch finger at Heck Gently. <laughs> Wait a minute. You mean Heck? Is that Heck? That's Heck. Yeah, like the gentlest, sweetest robot. I do not know this Heck, but I trust you, Angela. If you say he's a good boy, I believe you. And I do not know how this prisoner could be out walking around with us now. So maybe my Sasquatch mind was confused and unable to differentiate between human faces. Mm, they do look alike. You're probably right. We can just forget about it, I guess. I mean, I'm not going to forget about the fact that maybe my friend slash roommate slash best friend's boyfriend was in the basement of Indigo Labs. Did you hear them say why they were scared of him? Just hushed whispers and fragments. Only that he was a being of great power, whose power was matched only by his malice. Angela looks over at Heck as he trips over a rock. Oh! <laughs> Heck, you okay? I only touched it with my foot. 
Okay, that that should be fine. Just try not to touch anything else. But here, let me help you up. I'm trying not to touch the ground, but the bottoms of my feet keep hitting it while I'm walking. <laughs> no, heck, that's okay. You're wearing shoes. Oh, yeah. Um, Angela touches the Sasquatch arm and says, Thank you for telling me. I, I mean, I have no reason not to believe you. I just find it extremely shocking that Meredith would be so afraid of him. She knows that he's out here. So she just letting him be out here, you know? Yeah, like I said, I don't know. (laughs) (sighs) Well, thank you for telling me that. I'll talk it over with the crew later. Let's focus on getting you where you need to be right now. Yes, I agree. (laughs) Jock Jeff, how are we coming on that front? <laughs> we hear the, the faint beeping emitting from the device held aloft in Jeff's hands, uh, ludicrously large with a ludicrously long antenna. And uh, Jeff responds, Well, sorry this has become a bit of a hike, gang, but according to my biotemporal nuclear ion detector, we're pretty close. Be on the lookout. Who knows if any of Meredith's goons are still around, protecting the wreckage of that stupid spaceship. Well, I'll be ready for them. Angela sticks out her big arm that she uses for thorn blasting and then takes out her sword from behind her back. You just armed yourself? I've been armed this whole time, Angela. There could be monsters anywhere. Ah! (laughs) See, there's a huge difference between you and I. It's not only the size. I'm a fragile little meat boy, and you're a big, strong tree monster. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> After several more minutes of wading through this supernaturally dense, snow-blanketed forest, you notice that the underbrush begins to gradually thin before you are stopped in your tracks by a grimly familiar discovery. You see before you half-buried in snow and brown desiccated vines, the burned-out wreckage of an Indigo Corporation Labs helicopter. Its broken blades submerged in the forest floor, and its tail jutting out into the cold winter air. Hey, Penny, look. It's that helicopter you crashed. When Penny sees the helicopter, she stops dead in her tracks and turns to glare at Zeke. What? It was cool. Yeah, but she, like, killed people. It's probably, like, a bad memory, Zeke. We don't know that she killed anybody, and Zeke looks in the wreckage of the helicopter. <laughs> uh, yeah, Zeke, you immediately see two blackened human skeletons staring horribly back at you. Uh, 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 yeah, there's, there's nothing in there. No reason to check yeah. any closer to the helicopter wreckage, Penny. Just take a... Snapshot from a distance of the cool thing you did that didn't kill anyone. Heck says, uh, oh, no, Zeke, look, there's skeletons in there. <laughs> Damn it, Heck. What? I didn't put them in there. <laughs> Can we just go? And then we see Penny grab Heck by the hand and just keep walking past. Okay, Dad, what are we looking for? What are we doing? Yeah, I'm ready to get out Power of here. Power source. Let's, let's grab it and go and build the build the Sasquatch's machine. I, I really, really, really want to get to my boyfriend's birthday party, please. And this is starting to eat up a lot of time. Well, speaking of your boyfriend, Zeke, he was kind enough to forward me over a description of the ship's nuclear core. 
He said it's the shape of a small metallic sphere with a couple of guys sticking off of it. Mm, That's what we're looking for. As our little party continues to press their way through the scar, the underbrush, composed of weird dead plants and snow-covered ferns, continues to thin. And we cut back to a wide shot as we find ourselves in an area of the forest almost sparse enough to be considered a clearing. What this clearing lacks in trees, however, it makes up for in towering ragged chunks of rocket ship. We see jagged teeth of snow-blanketed steel and rusted ancient-looking rocket boosters mummified in withered vines. Someone who didn't know better might think that they had been transported to the ruins of an ancient, technologically advanced civilization. But you all are do know better, for you recognize with a shudder the time-blasted ruins of the Prospect Quandary. Man, shit's all spread out everywhere. How are we supposed to find what we're looking for? Yeah, Dad, how precise does that big beeping machine of yours get? My patented biotemporal nuclear ion detector. Sure. You see, Zeke, most nuclear detectors detect radiation. Mine doesn't. It detects something else. What? Anyway, it's only accurate (laughs) Uh, to about 10 meters. Uh, So I know that we're near it, but we're going to have to spread out and start digging around. (sighs) Mr. Jeff, do you have any snacks? Penny, you know that I've always got one cargo pocket filled with trail mix. (laughs) Hit me with it. And Jeff reaches into a cargo pocket on his vest and pulls out a big handful of loose trail mix. That's so gross. (laughs) Thank God. And we just see Penny put the entire handful into her mouth. (laughs) (laughs) We'll feel better now. Okay, uh, I'm going to go straight ahead and go rummage around there. Angela takes off in the straight ahead direction. I'll go this way, and uh, Penny just kind of vaguely points to the right diagonally and goes that way. Heck, do you want to come with me? Uh, yeah, sure, absolutely. I can lift the heavy stuff. Me too. Oh. Um... We can both do it. Okay, great. Dad, I think you and I should stick together. Who's doing the heavy lifting in that group? My dad. Uh, well, it, we might, I guess, call to one of the other four people here if we find something really heavy. And Hex says, uh, oh, wait, hold on. I know a way I can help everybody. And he closes his eyes, and we see him stick his arms out to the sides and spread his legs out as though he's in a jumping jack. And then we hear a series of plops and whirs and clicks as his arms and legs detach themselves from his torso, uh, which then falls back first onto the ground. Oh. One of his hands remains holding your hand, Penny. The other one of his hands crawls over to Zeke and Jeff, uh, and his legs just start kind of hopping around blindly in circles. (laughs) How do I always end up holding your detached hand? Now there's enough heck to help everybody. Well... My dad and I can definitely make use of the arm. I don't know that your legs are helping, buddy. (laughs) You can keep those on your body. Uh, We cut to close-up of one leg that's just hopping into a tree trunk and then back and then into a tree trunk and then back. (laughs) Hey, Cybersquatch. Present. Why don't you start building your machine while we look for a power source? How does that sound? Uh, yes, that would probably be wise. Save us some time. Get us to the party. 
we see Cyber Squatch now take this giant duffel bag off of his back uh, that still has a Triangle J price tag attached to it. And we see him just dump the contents of this bag out onto the forest floor here. Where we're able to see now the uh, mysterious pieces of stolen Indigo Labs technology, the speakers, the sound cards, all of the weird occult bric-a-brac from Iggy's store, like stuff in jars and herbs and crystals, the Fly and V guitar and the drum machine. We see Cyber Squatch's half ape, half human, half robot face kind of puzzle quizzically over his pile. And he says, uh, Okay, build the machine. You know what you're doing, right? Yeah, you seemed really particular with all the stuff you grabbed. I figured you had a... I mean, I know you said you didn't know what you were building, but I figured, like, some kind of automatic process would kick in, or... Yes, it's, uh, hmm, I, it's been driven subconsciously by urges and desires. Though my cybernetic body knew what I needed and what to take. Although my mind was empty and, um, you know, didn't... Let me just, uh, I'm just gonna sit down and meditate for a second and kind of see what comes to me. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll see you in a bit. Check back in. We cut to a long, wide, overhead shot of our gang. As we see the group spread out, some from one another, some from themselves. Uh, <laughs> In the case of Heck Gently, as they all attempt to scour the wreckage of this ancient spaceship in search of the nuclear core they seek. We see Jeff Lynn holding his nuclear detection device aloft, wandering around in loose circles and figure eights, like that kid from Family Circus or a poorly calibrated Roomba. While Heck Gently's head, neck, and torso recline on their back, staring into the sky, apparently thinking of something slightly bemusing. We see Penny Black go of Heck's single hand and say, you go on and get to work, little buddy. We see Penny pull out her blindfold, tie it around her head, and very delicately walk and sit amongst the rubbish. And then um, we see Penny begin to astral project so she can just zip around the environment, move at a quicker pace, and find what they are looking for. So we see Angela, antlers and all, standing tall, marching through the forest, using her thorn blast to kind of just blast through pieces of spaceship. Um, she has her sword out and she's smashing through vines, trying to just destroy anything that's in her path to find this power source. Um, it's not really the most effective way to be doing this, but then suddenly something round catches her, her uh, eye. Uncle Jeff, I think I found it. Yeah, we see Jeff pop out from behind a tree holding his patented nuclear detector in his hands. And he says, uh, well, from here, that definitely looks like it. Let me get a closer look. See, right there, through the vines. I slashed it open a little bit. You can see it. And we cut to a tight close-up as we see the object that Angela describes. We see before us 
a perfect white metallic sphere, seemingly untouched by the temporal decay that has ravaged the rest of the Prospect Quandary's wreckage. Riveted to the outside of this sphere is a wide ring akin to a ship's wheel, out of which dozens of glowing green irradiated rods connect to the sphere's surface. Engraved in the top of the sphere, we can still read the faint inscription, nuclear core, do not touch, dash, Professor Z. Angela, I think that you found it. Yes! I won! I'm going to go ahead and touch it. I feel like we shouldn't touch it, just for safety reasons. Jeff's hands are hovering right over I don't know if you should touch it, Uncle Jeff. We see Penny's astral form kind of like swoop in and say, Ooh, is that it? Yeah, that's it. Uncle Jeff, don't touch it. Penny's right here, so your help is not needed right now. Okay, I'm going to... Back. Lift my hands. Yeah, away away from it. And I'm going to back away from the nuclear reactor. Yep. You got it. We cut to the Cyber Squatch, sitting cross-legged before his pile of junk. His flesh and cybernetic eyes both closed in deep meditative concentration. Our camera zooms in on his face into a tight close-up as his eyes then pop open. And he says... I still don't know how to build the machine. (laughs) We pan to Jeff Lynn and see a look of quizzical determination pass over his scientist's face before hearing him proclaim, Wait a minute. Penny, can I borrow that sash of yours? I think I've got an idea. Our camera pulls slowly back into a distant voyeuristic shot through the trees. As we see Jeff Lynn... Standing behind the still-seated Cybersquatch, delicately tying Penny's signature sash around the cryptid's half-metal face. We also see Penny herself, returned to her corporeal body, telekinetically hovering the ship's nuclear core over to join the rest of the machine's components. We pull back even further now, deeper into the forest, until this scene falls completely out of both sight and sound. Oh, but who's that I spy over there? It's Zeke Lynn. Zeke, how's the search going? Poorly. (laughs) Zeke's too afraid to look inside any of the, like, substantial wreckage structures. So, again, he's basically just, like, peeking under tiny little pieces of scrap, just, like, knocking stuff out of the way with his foot while staying armed at the ready and going, Wah! Every time a bug (laughs) runs out from under something. Zeke, unable to hear the vocalizations of success from the rest of the group over your own terrified screams, <laughs> uh, you continue to search under the random, ragged, broken pieces of ship chassis at the outskirts of the wreckage site, uh, accompanied by Hex Left Leg, uh, who is, um, unlike you, unafraid of this wreckage and is helpfully kicking over pieces of metal in front of you to reveal what's hidden underneath. That's good, bud. That's, yeah. Yep. Just keep kicking them out of the way. Thank you. Ah, cockroach! We see Hex's left foot gingerly avoid stepping on that cockroach. He would never. He would never. (laughs) Before kicking aside a piece of brush growing next to a tree trunk near one of these 
pieces of metal. As he does, Zeke, something glowing in the tree trunk catches your eye. Hmm. Glowing tree trunk. Zeke is going to just lower and lower his sound cannon to directly in front of him and keep aimed at the tree trunk and just kind of sidle on up to it one half step at a time. As you get closer, Zeke, you see that this glowing is actually a bright blinking LED, which is coming out of the front of a mechanical box attached at the base of this tree. You're able to see opposite this tree, another identical box with another LED on a tree a few feet away. And you see the label on this box, which reads Indigo Corporation Labs, Laser Grid Motion Detection System. Uh... And Zeke just (laughs) dramatically like tenses all of his limbs and freezes in place uh, in a position that he has chosen out of instinct, not out of good strategy in terms of how long he can hold it. He is on one foot with both of his arms uh, jutting out in different diagonal directions with his other leg raised like knee knee to his waist, uh-huh. uh, just standing there as still as he possibly can. Uh, and he says, uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, hello, guys. We cut to a drone shot of the forest as a couple of birds, disturbed by Zeke's whales, fly up from the treetops into the sky. <laughs> and then we cut back down to Zeke. Mm-mm. As Hex's left leg begins to hop slowly in the direction of the laser grid. No, 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 leg, 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 leg. Leg, hex leg, wait, wait. The leg stops mid-hop, his knee bent. (laughs) Uh, Tap your toes once for yes, twice for no. Can you understand me? The toes tap once. Hmm. It could be a coincidence. Are you hex leg? Okay. The leg and foot... Put itself in a position that conveys to you a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> you see the imprint of like a single toe coming up through the shoe? <laughs> um, okay. Leg. Hmm. Let's see. You're a robot leg. Leg, are there any parts of you that are like shiny enough to be considered reflective? Zeke. From your position frozen in fear, you're able to see the faintest glimmer of sunlight reflected off of the top of the leg at the hip socket where it normally connects to hex torso, uh, where the leg bone connects to the hip bone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you see that that, that connector, this, this little like ball and hole G.I. Joe figure style connector that uh-huh. is at the tip of all of hex limbs mm-hmm. uh, is a, a, a highly reflective polish steel okay all right i know i'm gonna have to roll for this do i tell you what i want to do first and then roll for it that's usually how this works yeah okay um i want (laughs) zeke says to the leg okay 
I need you to jump directly into this hand. I'm going to catch you, and I'm going to lower you down and reflect the laser back at the receiver to trick it. Uh, okay, uh, Zeke, this is very patient. I don't think you're an expert or prepared <laughs> in whatever it is that you are doing, so I think this is going to be one patience roll. Okie dokie. That's a. F- that's not a success. <laughs> the farthest thing from it. <laughs> okay, leg. Here's the plan. When I say you're gonna jump up through the air into my right hand, and I'm gonna lower you down delicately and use your shiny hip joint to reflect the laser back at itself and trick it. <sighs> Ready? Set, jump! And we cut into slow-mo with million dollar man sounds playing as the (laughs) leg bends slowly uh, to to the peak of the tensile strength of the mechanical ligaments inside of it. And it then releases. And we see the tracers of the leg in in its progressive positions through time as it launches itself up, up, up towards your hand seat. Uh, And then also still in slow motion, we hear the scream of an eagle uh, and the crashing of branches. (laughs) And you're just able to see another reflective glint of metal as a chipmunk taped to a tracking device crashes through the trees and connects directly with the leg mid jump, breaking its trajectory and sending it crashing through the laser. And we switch back into regular speed right as that green LED on that motion detection system turns red. Ah, crap. Okay, come on, dummy, let's go. And Zeke just takes off running towards, uh, back towards the rest of the group. And he says, heck, you are more than the sum of your parts. We cut back to the clearing and the wreckage of the Prospect Quandary with the rest of the group, uh, where we find them, Zeke, having made some progress in your absence. We find the Cybersquatch, still seated, cross-legged, in front of his pile of stuff. But this pile of stuff has now begun to take shape. Uh, We see neither of the Sasquatch's eyes because they are covered by Penny White's sash, and we see uh, as Jeff stands beside the Cybersquatch, handing him different pieces of speakers and technology as the Cybersquatch, blindfolded and cross-legged, intuitively places them together as he continues to build out his machine. Mm-hmm. Okay. How is he doing this? I'm going to have to get him his own sash. I don't think I can share all the time. But isn't it really cute? It is really cute. We'll get him away for we'll get him one for his going away present. Yeah. And we'll write love, Angela, Zeke, and Penny. Yeah, on the with inside. one cyber squatch eye and then one sasquatch eye on the other side. Yeah. I love, love it. it. Yeah. Go, Cyber Squatch, go! We hear Jeff uh, cheer <laughs> as he hands the Cyber Squatch another speaker. <laughs> and Jeff says, um, I think that this is working. We allowed his subconscious to take full control, and I'm starting to understand what it is he might be building. What is he building? Yeah. Angela, Penny, heck, take a look right here. 
You see this L-shaped piece of technology with the Indigo Labs logo on it? Mm-hmm. That is a psychic resonator. And you see these wires he's connected here to the sound cards in the speakers? Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. And you see how those are connected to this goblin foot in a jar of formaldehyde. Yeah, that was the first thing I saw, but I didn't want to ask. <laughs> That's a goblin foot? I don't know what that one does. I don't know if it's a goblin foot. It looks like a goblin foot to me. But I think, based on the technological aspects of this, he's building some sort of psychic acoustic resonator. Right, right. So that will do what exactly? Yeah. I do not know. <laughs> Right, so we just build this machine and then press go and see what happens? Jeff says, um, well, I have a theory. Okay. As you know, technology exists. It does, yes. <laughs> In 2022, this year, it and does. We have also all very recently learned that ghosts exist. Recently. And <laughs> astral forms. Telekinesis. Just also, recently. Just, just recently. recently. Met today, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> if these phenomena that we have all witnessed together over the last however long it's been are all real, then they should follow the same laws of physics that apply to technology. Waves, particles, etc. What else is waves and particles? The ocean. The ocean is a very good answer. <laughs> That's what I was thinking too, Angela. <laughs> I feel like that was more for Zeke. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. So, where is Zeke? Uh, hey. Uh, hi. Thanks for joining us. Why are you out of breath and so sweaty? Uh, uh, Hex Leg, do you want to tell the group what happened? Uh, we see Hex left leg standing stoically beside Zeke uh, as it taps twice on the ground. Oh. Um, well, I was looking for the nuclear core of the ship. Oh, hey, you found, you guys found the core. I Good found work. it. Yeah, it was a while ago. Good work. Great, great job. I was looking for it over there, uh -huh. um, and I didn't find it. But I did find from uh, Indigo Labs a uh, mm, laser grid motion detector? Did you set it off? Yes. <laughs> oh my god, why did we let him go by himself? How long ago was this? Uh, uh, however long it took me to run over here. Like, 30 seconds? Okay, we need to speed this up. Yep, uh, how do we do that? Whoa, hey, he's doing a good job. Is he wearing your sash? Yeah, isn't he cute? It's so cute. Yeah. Job Jeff. <laughs> Hand me the parts faster. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, Everyone take parts and line up. Okay. More hands on deck means faster machine building. Squatch, do you think you can do it like one hand at a time and we can alternate hands? I do not know. In addition to many details of my life and experiences, I've also forgotten much of which I am capable of. Hmm. Much of which... I am capable. So let's take that as <laughs> Set of twice the first time. <laughs> All right, line up on each side of the Sasquatch's arms. Let's hand him his part. Let's go, 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 go. Montage. Uh, yeah, we cut to a Benny Hill style sped up montage. 
of the Cyber Squatch uh, rapidly, inhumanly, in Sasquatchianly receiving parts and pieces of technology and weird occult crystals and bric-a-brac from y'all. And so fast it appears as a blur to us. He assembles his horrible machine. And we cut to a final shot of Penny White solemnly handing the flying V to the Cyber Squatch as he places one end of an instrument cable into the receiver on the guitar and reaches to plug the other end of that instrument cable into the unwieldy, asymmetrical machine that now stands before you. And our camera cuts to a super tight close-up of a half-inch instrument cable just about to penetrate the receiver of the machine before it is illuminated in spotlight. And we cut to a wide overhead shot of the clearing as we see spotlights crack on from all directions. And then we hear the sound of multiple helicopters flying overhead. You feel your hair and clothing buffeted in wind as one of these helicopters hovers directly above you. You see a figure hanging out of the open side of this helicopter who lifts a megaphone to their mouth. Even from here, you can see how badly the suit fits on Noah Langley, whose amplified voice you hear now. Step away from the weird machine. We've got you surrounded. I'm coming to get my cyber squatch. <laughs> 